With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, 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 it's Faye OJ. You're tuned into The Motion, where we get conversation moving in the best way possible. From music to culture to politics to fashion, this podcast is due to get your emotions in motion. I'll be joined with two guests and they are tasked with the challenge of swaying my vote in their direction. First they open and then I probe and then they attack. Pretty straightforward. Slight disclaimer, obviously the road is spinning about so to limit the flow we're doing this on Skype. And the topic we're going to be debating today is whether music labels are outdated, whether they're still beneficial, whether they're still necessary. There's always talks about artists versus the label, whether it's like TLC not getting paid, more recently Megan The Stallion calling out her label. Is there still a need for music labels in this digital world? With me today, Tom and Ali. Tom's going to be arguing that labels are not outdated. Hi. And Ali is going to be on the other side. I'm Ali. Tom's been here before, but I'll just let him introduce himself again. So if you didn't listen to the one before, I'm a product manager at a record label, but I don't want my bias to be pulled into it so much, although it probably will be. I kind of surround myself by music, so I felt like I could be all right to talk about this. A little disclaimer, all views are my own and not those of my employer. And Ali? I'm a humble guy. I'm just a student, living my life, student of the game, and yeah. Pleasure to be here. Ali is a humble guy, hence why he didn't mention any of his side projects, aka The Humble Verdict, which is like a blog, newsletter, you got the sample podcast, guys just generally doing bits. I'm not an expert on this, this is just like what I see. Good to have like you guys here to you know, correct me after I'm wrong with anything. I'm going to let Tom start with his opening statement. The whole general consensus in recent times is that People don't need labels. People think that labels are kind of oppressing and controlling and people can do it without them. But my argument is that they just give you the resources that you really can't get anywhere else. And a lot of these stories that you're hearing are kind of like outliers and stories to put people off labels when a lot of stories you're going to hear about are actually go the other way and make an artist and put them in front of the right people. And I just think... Yeah, they're not necessary, but they're definitely not outdated. There are also not lies, but misgivings with artists that call themselves independent when actually they're getting help from label resources and such. I don't think that labels are outdated whatsoever. With labels, I feel like they can help artists go from, say, an 8 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10, as in really take them to the next level. They might be able to give you resources, but at what cost? They can take a creative control, put artists in very sticky situations. And in general, I think labels have to kind of find a way to restructure themselves. They know how to put out products that have already been put out, but they don't know how to break anything that hasn't been done before, in my opinion. And I think that's where labels fall to and why they'll essentially always be a step behind. Fair, fair point. 
Thank you for those. Now I'm just going to probe a little deeper into why Tom and Ali think what they think and ask them a few questions. Tom, you sort of touched on it with a point you made about all these fake independent artists. So um, Ali, are there any truly successful independent artists who do not benefit from like hanging and playing with the institutions and someone jumping to my mind is Chance the Rapper. He's sort of the poster boy of, you know, independence. But this guy is very, very pro-institution. The deal with, like, Apple Music. And he surrounds himself with a lot of the Jay-Zs, Kanye West, like, all these people who are using big institutions. I love Chance, but I think it's a bit fraudulent to be preaching this, you know, independent life. You don't need the labels, but you are benefiting from label associations, even if you're not signed yourself. In my opinion, there's two things to say at that. Well, firstly, obviously, like, the industries, the industry, you have to know people in it but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to sign away and secondly with the apple thing as well chance isn't independent because he had the exclusivity thing with apple but in a way and this goes into a completely separate argument because apple is like a tech company that are kind of in a way distributing his music with that labels aren't necessarily needed either my kind of viewpoint is that in terms of like wanting to build yourself obviously it takes time without the label but you don't need it because there's other stuff like DistroKid, the like digital distributors that even give you the data and everything now. So don't know if I answered your question or not, but... <laughs> not quite, but it does lead into my next question for Tom, which is the digitalization of the industry, not just in music, but with Netflix and streaming, banks are going online, like everything's sort of moving to the cloud. And when things go into the cloud, you sort of lose that point of a middleman. What would you say is the purpose is of record labels in today's digital age. I disagree that that need for the middleman is cut out. I would argue that the way you could look at the analytics from that track and the way I could look at that analytics from that track would vary quite differently. You're not going to get that level of insight. Say we've got a spike in one country in streaming. What the label will do is decide, okay, fine, we can put some digital marketing spend behind in that country with that song. It's not just the actual analytics of it. There's something a team will give you that just looking at it yourself won't. 10 minds is obviously going to be a lot more powerful than one. It also helps to have those record label connections if something maybe goes wrong, if something doesn't look right, just to get you clued up on exactly what's happening with your music. But the main thing in looking at those stats is where to go how to diagnose almost be a pathologist and then see where to go next a lot of people can look at their stats and say okay this happened this happened this happened but with the resources of a record label you're able to diagnose why it happened how to correct it in the future and how to basically extrapolate your success upwards so that's essentially a label doing what it's supposed to do an optimum yeah. label but would you say that because there is that asymmetry in information in the sense that artists don't know how to do these things they sort of prey on these young artists why do you think there are so many poor case studies of labels screwing artists over because they haven't got lawyers as a businessman you wouldn't go into a deal without understanding what you're going into the demonization of people getting signed and like all these stories you hear like the meg the stallion she got basically nothing so did a lot of other people they missed out a lot but it was all legal because it said it in their contract now i'm not 
advocating this at all i think it should be getting a lot more and i know the recoup always comes out of their money but you should never go into a deal without fully understanding what you're getting yourself into and that's a principle that doesn't just apply to music people are too eager to sign to labels i think people are too quick to see the lights i will admit that and i don't think that goes against my point at all in that record labels aren't outdated i think if people actually approached a record deal with a smart mindset then it does not have to work against you you don't have to get all these bad situations you don't have to get all these bad stories you can actually just work with the record label to your benefit and theirs and it can actually be quite a good relationship you hear all these bad relationship stories but you hear some good ones too all right ali i feel like music is a creation you sort of create a product that product being a song when you're independent it's obviously a lot harder to you know control the business side so things like ownership copyright licensing would you say that that even like gets in the way of your creativity i feel like it's important to have like a strong team around you but that doesn't necessarily mean that you need a label per se like you can have your own manager you need your own lawyers your own accountant like having a strong team around you is what will help you build yourself, your brand, and get you to that next level. Now, what Tom said is the label can help you get the resources. For me, I only see it being useful in helping establish artists get to superstar status, because when it does come to that industry knowledge with the established artists, they will take them somewhere else. As I said earlier, the label might have all this analyzing, diagnostics, data stuff that they can do to a different level, but there's countless examples of like artists and stuff that are new or like groundbreaking that labels don't exactly know how to deal with them. So like D-Block Europe, for those who don't know, like Young Ads was like a rapper in the early like 2010s or whatever, got signed to label, didn't work out, came back, rebranded sound as D-Block Europe with like his partner Lil Bantz or whatever. And their sound, labels didn't understand it. There's so many other artists, but like, are you just essentially an experiment? Do you know what I mean? So you might have all the data, you might know what to do with it, but labels are very good at pushing sounds that they've heard before. So when I say they're outdated, it's only for like industry shifting or culture breaking artists, you know what I mean? So mm. yeah. You both said something similar about having a team. You can both answer this if you want. What would you say the difference is to having like a label and to having a team of managers, lawyers, distributors, tour managers? So having all those people who play the different role and having a label, like what would you say the difference is? I think there's not that much of a difference, but then it, it, it gets kind of complicated. Like I feel like we're, 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 we're oversimplifying it way too much. You can't really ask that question. Um, like you Why? need both. Like, all right, you need a manager, you need a lawyer, you need distributor. Those things are completely different to a label. So inform us, inform us. All right, so basically these are all like teams and what a label will do is different. Like a label will give the A&R, uh, resources label will give them marketing resources a label can act in any capacity that you want them to so the majority of artists will make the music and their correspondence is with the a and r of the label but they don't have correspondence with anyone else in the label the a and r kind of just wants to work with them to understand what they want and what an a and r can also do is put them in front of new producers and i can connect them with new people so say connect dave and storms other thing that I was going to talk about is, and this kind of goes back to one of my first, first points of people are fake independent. What you can do as an artist, as an independent artist, is do a distribution deal with a record label for one project. Might be mistaken, 
But AJ Tracy's first album, I think he did a distribution deal. What you can do there is you can partner with a label. They'll give you all the marketing resources. They'll give you all the promo. They'll organize all the radio plugging for that record only. And then back to use the example AJ Tracy after. But now AJ Tracy is still unsigned he's still independent i think the reason the reason i asked that question is because when i think of labels and this like again this could be an outdated view i sort of see it as like a one-stop shop with everything you need so you sort of go in as this artist you don't really know where to go what to do whatever and they're like okay cool we're going to give you an a and r deal and obviously because we're in the music industry we know this person so we're going to suggest this manager to you and i think that's where ali's point in control comes Obviously, the nature of the music industry has changed. It's a lot more fluid. And even you saying that you can sort of decide the way that you want to use a label. Is there a need for this like record label? As I view it, if you can just have this team and then dip into the shop where you need to and then dip out. Is there a need for an artist to stay with this institution like from start to end? No. No. That's essentially my point. I think they are starting to do that. The indie labels do it more so. It's become more oriented towards like the services that they provide rather than being like this all-in-company. Because in, you see it a lot more in America than you do over here. And more so with uh, like major labels when you have artists like pulling these five-year deals and all of that kind of stuff. I think what Tom said, like having like distribution deals or having like shorter contracts and stuff like that, I think that's essentially what labels need to do but it's exactly what you're saying the fact is that they don't do that enough at the moment which is why i think they do need to kind of redefine themselves rather than kind of putting them into situations if the artist doesn't turn out how the label wants them to just sort of leads me to wonder if the issues are with the label itself or with the music industry and that means you know your little team of managers and all the people that you still need they're not really void of this industry are those just things that the industry is prone to i think it's definitely something that is prevalent in the entire industry and even beyond that in probably society as well but i guess in music the issue is that when the labels are the gatekeepers and if they're the ones who are creating these issues and if they're the ones who continue to perpetuate these issues i think they're the ones that a large portion of the blame should essentially go to because they profit off this industry the most. Something you said, which I found quite interesting, is that you think labels might be better for established artists. I'm thinking of people like, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z who sort of came through the record label system and then do their own sort of things, whether they're connected or not. So, like, obviously, Rock Nation is connected to Live Nation, Beyonce with Parkwood Entertainment, and there's so many, um, so many artists as they come up are, like, they get more business savvy, as Tom's saying, like, they learn from these things and they end up doing their own thing on the side, so... I think you kind of just made my point for me because when I said taking the established artists to the next level, I think rather than just signing, like, a record deal or signing to a label, the ability you have to do that is that you're able to do it on your terms not on the label's terms and you're only able to do that once you're in an established place look at nipsey hustle like he's like an idol of mine and i think he's like a perfect case study for this situation as well he was able to for 10 years graft build his own off his mixtapes or whatever get his own brand his own label everything built to a point that when he needed that next level resources and stuff he's he signed i think it was with atlantic or something to really have like the cinematic experience with victory lap nipsey hustles obviously rest in peace an amazing example of how you could literally sort of run your independent race perfectly but 
as we know, like, there is so much talent out there it's really hard to sort of like get your foot in the door it's really hard for people to take you seriously as an artist everyone does music to the extent that if you tell someone genuinely like in their head they're thinking who doesn't do you get what i mean and so would you not say that with a label you sort of gain that credibility in the sense that like even if you've never done a song with like d block europe but you're signed to the same label as them it can help you build the connections that you need to truly be independent, like just having these indirect or direct cosigns that is gained from having label support. Yeah, but at what cost though? Because like one, say if a label gives you an advance of a certain amount of money, that money is not necessarily going to be enough. Because say even like in a lot of the record deals, that artist at the end of the day doesn't get that much out of it, doesn't recoup that much out of it. And two, even if you do, you're saying that from a point of like kind of establishing your brand, like that's a very like short-term mentality to have, in my opinion, because at the end of the day, like using Nipsey Hustle again, like you want to have it to be a brand that you've established that's an entire movement from the entire supply chain. So whether it's your concert experience, whether it's the mixtapes you have, the artwork of that, whether it's your merchandise, everything as an artist should be about the ownership at the end of the day. Well, I mean, to be fair, it shouldn't have to. It's up to the artist. But I just think it's important for like artists to kind of recognize that as well. Yeah, you might get signed to a label, but if you're just getting signed to a label for the sake of getting signed to a label, when that label might not have its best interest for you, yeah, that might get your co-sign the short term, but that could actually be detrimental for your career. Do you know what I mean? So like if you go into signing a label and signing like a shit deal with a label, then just for the sake of being with a label initially, that could be a lot more harmful for your career than having done it yourself or done it with a team, you know? So this is a really fun topic and I feel like there's so many different directions to go in and I have so much more to ask, but being your non-narcissistic host, word to Joe Budden, I am going to release the reins a little bit, allow you guys to at each other. It is time for the main debate. One thing that we have to set aside and like make sure we're talking about in this conversation is that we don't just speak of labels as the majors. Indie labels are very important. I've seen indie labels take people from those starting points and slowly grow them now we're not talking about growth into the top 40 we're not talking about growth into stardom we're just talking about growth as an artist and yes a record label is about making money but you can make money in your certain pockets you can make money in your certain like avenues uh, this is again a stigma where people will like think okay being signed to a label means you're not free i think it, it does in many ways especially to major labels like because they have a particular sound that they might be want to push out if you even have your publishing deal and things like that a publishing deal might mean that or or management deal might mean that you've got certain people who are influencing like certain producers you're working with certain songwriters you're working with and stuff which means that it's not the creativity it's not the thing you want to push out and the label might even like refuse to you see a lot in american stuff they might even out like refuse to like put out something that doesn't match with their expectations or then even on the flip side of that if you have like say a five album deal with a label say for example frank ocean hypothetically because he had a deal with i don't know who he was with um he had a major label deal so that's why he had to put out endless which yeah. was just a decoy album you see a lot of them having yeah. to put out loads of trash albums so in that, you're basically inhibiting your creativity that to get out of your deal, you're putting out just content that you don't want to be cut out. So how is, is that not clearly showing that you're 
diminishing well, your freedom of control. You can kind of find case studies either way. I think we we hear about all these Frank Oceans, we hear about the the Meg the Stallions, we hear about the the Backstreet Boys and the the Insinks and all that because it's almost surprising and astounding to hear these stories. Why would we hear about the stories that go well? Why would anyone complain about them being treated well by the record label? It's so much easier to pick out these specific examples of people being hard done by than it is to to find good ones. Like, there are as many good examples as there are bad examples. But on the flip side, with a lot of the stuff that does is happening to these artists and stuff, for example, like the Megan the Stallion thing recently, I think, yeah, there might be good stuff that are going on with labels as well, but the bad stuff, in my opinion, is quite crippling and resonates so much is because it happens so often, particularly, I want to emphasize on major labels more than it does on indie labels. But then again, that kind of goes back to my point as well about making the label work for you because you might be signed to an indie label, but then their resources and their budget is obviously much more limited to a major label as well you know so you want to make the label work for you rather than you working for the label do you see what i mean i want to go back to the point you made when you were talking earlier about the the aspect about guidance so i do think that's like a very important thing that i completely agree with that being a major issue for a lot of like young and upcoming artists especially why should that guidance not be coming from someone who has your best interests at heart rather than someone who's who's basically only using you as an aspect of their own personal business? That's where a lot of these disputes come from. Historically, it was already messed up anyways because historically the label give you in advance everything you made, they would re- like you'd have to recoup it and mm. then you'd take a profit from that. Now, because of streaming and all this other stuff that you do, with the 360 deals for anyone that doesn't isn't aware of what they are is that the label essentially owns a percentage of every aspect of your business whether that's live whether that's marketing whether that's your record sales or everything the label owns a percentage out of that and i think a lot of the issues the problems people have with that is that essentially the label's profit of your brand and your image and your music from parts that they're not necessarily involved in so I think there has to be a level of pragmatism involved on both sides, actually, because I think labels can actually benefit artists even with their 360 deal. But I think currently that's not the case. Two things. One, not all deals are 360 deals. Actually, a lot of them aren't, because if you think about it, a lot of artists will still have control. Most artists should have control of their publishing, because publishing is something else separately that you sell. And in terms of live brand deals, those are all things that are agreed in the deal, yes. But the other thing that I'll come to on a 360 deal is if you're asking your label to fully help you in everything you want to do, but you didn't sign one of those deals, live was not included in the record label's deals, the record label isn't taking a cut of it, what reason would they have to help you? And this isn't just like a, oh, we won't make money off it. Time is, of course, money. Man hours spent on organizing your live shows, sorting your live, talking to the agent, doing all this, that, this, that, will then detriment the other aspects of your record deal because it's all about focus of energy and focus of attention. Second thing I want to talk about, which is the first thing you said, was that people at the record label don't have your best interests at heart. But 
my counterpoint to that would be how rare would it be to find that someone that does actually have your best interests at heart has such intricate, intuitive industry knowledge to actually further your career. Say you've got a great manager that's been with you for a very long time that has your best interests at heart. One, that relationship could always crumble. You never know. It's a relationship. But they may not actually be able to give you the best service. They may actually be a detriment towards your career, even though you think as an artist that they're doing everything for you. A view that I've had that has grown over the past few months as much as I do love art for art's sake, the only way to really grow yourself as a product is to treat yourself as a product. The only way to fully grow your music in streaming, in live, in, in brand deals, in anything, is to literally look at yourself. I'm a product. How do I market myself that way? That's the only way you're going to make money. And at the end of the day, money is the only way you're going to succeed. I think it is about product because everything that we do now in terms of like our generation, I think the two things we value are one, a good product and two, a good experience. Now, my issue is I think a label can contribute to inhibiting that product, especially with major labels. Like if they do have a say in the creative output and if they do have a say in your publishing or in something else, it's not necessarily on what you as an artist might have a vision towards. It's what the industry knowledge already has. And the problem, again, with having that team or that, in, that industry wealth that you're referring to, I think a manager doesn't necessarily have to be experienced. I think it goes in anything. If you've got a flair for something, you can be good at it. That wealth of knowledge as well, if you're like a groundbreaking artist, yeah, like that's why I, I think about this quite often, yeah, there's never been like a successful street rapper that's been broken through by a label because labels, in my opinion, don't know how to handle that. Even again with D-Block Europe, labels didn't know how to handle them until now they've got distribution via Universal because they're trying to take it to that next level. But there's a lot of the times when if the labels are presented with something, they don't have that understanding with. Even in the 2010s, when J. Cole and Drake were getting rich off their mixtapes, as Drake loved to say, the labels did not know how to handle that. And I think that's something that basically shows that the labels and the industry basically react to what's going on but it's the artists themselves that kind of breaking the boundaries and the labels are helpful and once they've paved the way the artists the labels can help them carry on that route but they can't be the ones disrupting the industry they only react to what the artists and the culture is doing i definitely agree that if you have a culture defining or pioneering sound that yeah a label won't be able to completely capture the essence of that but i think nobody will if you're if you're really that pioneering then it's going to be difficult to find someone with industry experience that does say an artist has a specific way of making music videos let's use this example everyone's thinking this is sick it's blowing up but it's something that labels can't can't quite handle you can literally stay in your deal we'll leave the music videos to you so it's literally giving that responsibility and leaving it in your hands so to not disrupt the creative process, so to not basically ruin um, ruin what is a culture-defining moment, so you're saying. Major labels do sometimes want totalizing control, but we'll use the example of uh, Parsaloo, who's just breaking now. 
he's signed and his label is essentially helping him in his own image as far as we know create the music that is best suited to him and he is somewhat different in his sound and he's just being supported in the way that he needs to be supported because right now he's just blowing up the indie labels yeah like they give you more creative control and they do enable you with the resources which i do think again is beneficial for some artists indie labels are a good starting point they are also not outdated but they also have to be more artist oriented in the sense that you see a lot of artists who do become successful do have their labels but it's them building it themselves like they create their own labels for themselves and having their own sort of platforms to use it off and i think that's basically what's needed because even if you go to an indie label that's not again owned by yourself they're still taking a large cut and a lot of your profit out of it if you've got a label that you own be it an indie label everything you input will be coming straight back to you so you'll be directly investing in yourself you see what i mean so that's why i think even indie labels have to in their business models or something still need changing and they're not perfect either in my opinion i think the point you're making ali gives too much credit to the artist um i think as much as i you can respect the artist for the music that they make and they can be as brilliant as they are at the music they make they may not necessarily in in a lot of the cases do not know how to market themselves and do not know how to grow themselves as as artists so this is kind of separating the art itself and the business side of it sorry guys i sort of got lost in that conversation a bit like i was just generally listening to what you were saying whereas the audience are probably not used to but just to wrap this thing up i think what this comes down to what i guess my decision comes down to is who needs who the most like who can survive without the other what happens with a lot of labels is that the label is in the higher position the artist loses power as they play into the system so if artists can survive without the labels what what really is the use like you're sort of even in this debate the it's like the role of the label the traditional label is becoming you know more and more limited people are just hopping into this shop and hopping out so yeah that's sort of just the thing that i think my decision will sort of come down to who needs who who has the most power? With those final insights, I'm going to ask Ali to sort of just say your final statements, final sort of points to get me on your side. I think that the labels don't necessarily work for all artists. I do believe that they can work for some artists in some situations, so therefore I don't want to make that overgeneralization because I do think the way the music industry is, is quite like an individual thing as well. So it's quite hard to place blanket statements overall. But I think firstly, I do think that major labels um, are inherently the where, as Tom pointed out, where my issue lies with. But again, they are the gatekeepers. And even with independent artists, there will be a stage where a lot of them do end up turning to the major labels. And if they're still crippling these artists, then that's something that is quite wrong and therefore I think it's important for an artist to have the correct guidance firstly secondly like with that comes a strong team and then through that I think there is less necessity for the label in today's age until 
there's a point where labels are still useful, definitely they should still be there, but only when the artist can make the label work for them. Because whether it's an independent or a major label, at the end of the day, the label's got their own interests and their own business at heart and not the artist's. Ali's argument says that labels are outdated, but I think his argument more is that the industry is outdated um, rather than actual labels themselves. And as much as you can see them as ambassadors for the industry, I think you can't generalise labels as the total industry. The argument that definitely brought the differentiation is the difference between indie labels and major labels as well because major labels all these stories you're hearing are mainly from major labels being kind of controlling and deviant and everything that you don't want to hear but like the 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 institution of indie labels are put in place to help those artists from smaller backgrounds my argument is that you cannot really succeed properly as an artist in the general sense there are outliers yes we use use Nip, nipsey hustle as an example but these are like athletes like gifted athletes it is very hard to find these types of athletes musicians that need that help artists that need that help that need that 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 boost artists can be amazing at the music can be amazing at creating the music but in order to market yourself you have to know the business you have to know how to fully push yourself as an artist and you're not going to get that amazing art heard if you don't know how to push it out there. Right, thank you guys for a very, very close debate, but it's essentially time for me to make my decision. The thing that was sort of echoing in my mind as you guys were closing, such a small thing to go off, but I feel like just because I don't feel like there would be a need for small independent labels if the main system wasn't failing. I'm gonna go on Ali's side. The motion is closed. Thank you guys for coming on. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. We might be back next week, we might not. Take each day as it comes, stay safe. Stay at home, wash your hands, use your hand sanitizer. Touch your bin and kill it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.